<gasps> what was that? Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. For for, for what? Huh. It was funny, right? What was funny? The 19 thing. What 19 thing? Because it's over the age of consent. Are you implying that? It was You're funny. an old that, perv? Yeah. Yeah. Mark is 21. <laughs> You're not 14. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. I just wanted to start again. I didn't feel the last one was... Then why are you still talking about it? Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, pervert. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie. And this is such an exciting show because it is show 19. And do you know why show 19 is important? Because it's above the age of consent. Yes, we've already established that I'm a pervert. Thank you very much. But it's 19. Be- I really don't have anywhere to go from there. No. Yeah, you it's- say it's special every week. It's I just, just another no, no, number. No, 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 no. 19 is like a special number. Why? I don't know. Is that it- just shows we have nothing else to talk about. We really don't. We should really end. That's it. Woo! <laughs> Thanks Thank for you watching. Me. That's our show. Thanks for the show. <laughs> and we even said watching. That's how retarded we are. Oh Did you God. see uh, Abyss? Abyss just did something. You missed... No, you were here. What? Did you see Abyss turn into a cruise director and try to get us to exercise? I was falling asleep. I have never... I've been with this woman for over two years, and I have... Like, literally, she just started... To the perverted podcast listeners, it was the most amazing thing. You know, Abyss is pretty much generally, hey, go fuck yourself. Grow up hair. You know, we know Abyss. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, she starts getting like, oh, I'm kind of tired. Come on, Mark. Let's go run. And she starts jogging in place like she's like one of those, you know, cruise directors, whatever. They ran through the dungeon. And they run. They just ran back and forth. And then she's standing in front of me, and she's like, come on, buggy, let's do this. She starts doing jumping jacks. Who's going to do jumping jacks with me? And I'm like, who the fuck is this woman (laughs) standing in front of me? You wanted her to do a show. She has to get her second wind. I did work all day. Yes. I just thought it was really cute. And I swear (laughs) to God, it was nothing I ever had seen you do before. And she's bouncing up in front of me and her titties are bouncing, which of course I like. But it was just very strange. And then you started bouncing your dick around. I did expose my penis. A lot. How did you feel about seeing my penis, Kathy? I've seen it a number of times now. I'm (laughs) underwhelmed. I'm sorry. Ouch. I am butthurt. Talk bad about my penis. Little Boogie is very is very sensitive. Is that all we have to talk about? Well in potato mayhem. I found a new laundromat this week. Oh. Oh. One, two, three, four. Life. We're not singing about the laundromat. Sing. Life and fed, fed, life. The disaster continues. And now we talk about fed life. FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people, and every week we talk a little bit about the stuff FetLife people are talking about. 
For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about specifically has granted us permission to do so. Damn, skip it. What do you got for us? Well, this first one is kind of fun. It's from Solo8, and it's a post called, I Gotta Make Some Changes. I did not see this one. Yes. Well, it's a good one, but um, because it's in the form of a dialogue between Solo8 and Complicated, who is his girl, Abyss and I thought it would be fun if we did a live reading of it. Okay. So in the role of solo eight. So I just, I'll just sit. Yeah, yeah. yeah just sit be there quiet. and pretty. I'll just sit. In the role of solo eight is Kathy, and in the role of complicated is Abyss. So appropriate. Should there be some music? <laughs> Here now is a live reading of I Gotta Make Some Changes. So, did you have a good night? Yep. Quiet. Did some reading. Hey, the wolf posted a really cute story. Did you see it? You mean the one about his travels to the U.S.? Yeah, I read it. <laughs> he talked about waiting for a plane and... <clears throat> uh, wait a minute. What the fuck? Did I just use the words wolf and cute in the same sentence? Yeah, I believe you did. What the hell has happened to me? I wasn't going to mention it. You think I'm spending too much time on Pinterest? Well, you started out just pinning grilled meat recipes, but lately you've been interested in summer salads and cute little appetizers, and I saw where you created a home decor board. Well, this is terrible. It calls for drastic measures. Hey, CK, I think I need a pretty girl to get on her knees and blow me. Well, we do have that date tonight. Thanks, girl. You're the best. That was my only contribution. <laughs> wow, you cue the hell out of that applause. Yeah, you did. I don't think that was really cute. That solo eight is going to appreciate my accent. It was really cute, Kathy. I really felt your testosterone there. I felt the challenge of you being all of a sudden feminine and then mm. having to prove masculinity. That was so. What is this? So. It's funny because Kathy brought this to our attention a couple weeks back and with you in mind, actually. Yes. because Is this why you didn't tell me that you were doing it? Absolutely. This is something of an intervention, Boogie, (laughs) because we want you to know that it's okay to let your inner little out. Oh. Because we all know you have one, Boogie. He's not a little. Yes. He's He's childish. That's right. And we thought that if we show you how another domly dom deals with having non-domly moments. You did not fucking tell me this. <laughs> fuck are you? And the fuck are you? Reverse drinking game. Fuck this both is of you. Payback for Lois. <laughs> Where is Lois? She's in show three. So come on, tell us about your little boogie. <laughs> I've seen I, I, Boogie's little. Wait, wait, this is not. <laughs> no, it's actually he doesn't have a little. That's it's part of it is. Um, it's defend it's, me, woman. I, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, shut up so I can. No, actually, this is what makes him a great daddy. It's he is able. It's like most daddies. You you see, they're able to get down and play with the kids. They're able to like be childish, but in a good way. It's it's normally it's that's where he comes from, and it's something I really appreciate and I love seeing that side of him. I see it. I love it when he's uber dummy, sir, you know, get on your knees and, you know, crawl around. It's super sexy, but I, I also really love it when, 
you know, he he just kind of lets go and gets to be silly and, and yeah. dorky. And, and I am not a little. I didn't say you were a little. I said you were a Tell daddy. Tell that to Kathy. I well, did. I, when I read this post, it reminded me of you because every once in a while you'll get all childlike and it's very cute. And Childish. Okay. It's someone, childish. Someone will call you on it. You'll get all, oh, that's not me. I'm dumb, le dumb. God, fuck you. So, how? Look. Okay. Yes? <laughs> all right. Hang on a sec. He's got. You really did fuck with me. I really, I really <laughs> thought you were going down this road. And you're, and you even, you even set me up. You're like, you know, they said we probably shouldn't have this discussion with you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just surprise me on the show. Throw shit at me every now and again, and yeah. I'll just deal with it. Well, you said. Okay. That yeah. I eat uh. my fucking words this time, aren't I? <laughs> So, what is your question? Why is it so hard to let that non-domly side of you show? It is not. <laughs> okay, on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Holly <laughs> <Molly> is hard. <laughs> <Molly> is hard. <laughs> no, um, this is this is something I've had to think about, and I I don't know if this is the exact intent of the writers in this article, even though I did did enjoy the 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 reading back and forth in your in your incredibly potent accent um well i'm kind of caught off guard here because this is something that people do say that oh first off i don't really give a fuck what i am you know i like being playful i like being silly i like using cutesy voices either romantically i like um all of the things that i do that identify when people say are you a little i say i never grew up I just never, you know, it's like I don't have a little space where I go and I get vulnerable. I don't have a vulnerable little space, but I get cutesy and fartsy and make little voices and and do things and jump around. But I always kind of have that daddy uh, take control kind of thing like you were just explaining. Yeah, I mean, that's why like when you see like, say, a mommy like little dynamic a lot of times it's the moms who's going to be like, okay, don't climb on that. You're going to get hurt. You're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's the dad who's like, hey, I'm right behind you. So let's go do the same shit together. We're going to fall off this and your mom's going to have to pick you up and we're going to have to go to the hospital, but it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there is a difference, though, between a, a, a man showing a his non-domly side and a woman who is normally a top or a dom and showing... A, I don't think it's socially as as ridiculed. That's exactly because that I've a woman, seen Abyss go all cute little and it's adorable. When she just did the cruise director thing. Yes, and you were just talking about that. So I, I it, this uh, post just uh, struck a chord with me because I've I've seen the other side of not just Boogie but a number of people I know who who like to be goofballs too, men, and uh, I, it just boggles my mind sometimes. I know that the social because it's socially all right to be silly. That's the thing. I yeah. think people... I like the word silly. You're allowed to be silly. You're allowed to be carefree. You're allowed to be... I love that with most people. It doesn't It doesn't matter if you're male, female, non-gender. Like, as long as you're silly and having fun, who gives a fuck? And I think there are people who are all business. And this isn't just gender specific. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of men who are like all business. But there's, there's a lot of women who are also very, very serious people. And they don't have that silly, energetic... Uh, you know, sense of humor and, and creativity or whatever in their play. But um, did I just say they're not creative when they play? Yeah, <laughs> yeah That did. sounded douchey. I was, yeah, just tra- I was just rambling. No, um, they can be very creative. Okay, no, they suck. Fuck you. You're all, you should die. No. But I think there's, wow. it shouldn't be something, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just riffing because you caught me off guard. Yeah. But I, th- I think there, there is, is definitely, 
you should just be able to be who the hell you are. When I first came to Threshold, some of my favorite tops were the ones who were completely all right with being silly and having fun. Because they showed me you didn't have to be, especially as a new female top, you didn't have to be a raging cunt to be a dominant. Uh, to be a dominant. Uh, I, I think if a lot of guys would realize that, they would get a lot more play. Because I love that side of men. I love, it's, it shows... Uh, confidence in themselves and it is sexy as hell so yeah it's it's having the balance between the two i mean i definitely know when to grab someone by the hair and when that moment is but if 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 i'm open enough with somebody then why not fuck it i feel totally caught off guard <laughs> i was really not prepared <laughs> you look for this. so nervous let's go to the next let's go to the next okay. what so then what what I'm blaming Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) She's just pointing at Kathy. Yeah, we'll have a discussion about this after. All right. This next one is called, is that a brat or a consent violator? It's from Soliste. It's it's an amazing post. I really liked it. It got a whopping 1,163 likes. Or is it lebs? We do lebs on FET, don't we? I think so. Because we love... All right, she says that brat is a title that her profile spends a huge chunk of time explaining or apologizing for because most people think of it as being manipulative, destructive, rude, and disobedient, when in reality being a brat is playful, creative, cheeky, and challenging. So she says a lot of people use bratting as an excuse, justification, cover for consent violation. Instead, she asserts that it's about bringing out the fun side in the DS dynamic. It's about the thrill of the chase. It's the cheeky grin you both share when you think about what will come next. It's grounded in affection. It's a relationship that invites exploration. Being a brat is awesome. Being a horrible person is not. I know that you, <laughs> we all three have We're very all, strong Kathy, opinions about Kathy, this. Kathy, why don't you? I, my, no, you go for it, Boogie. My opinion is not strong. My opinion is, is reality. <laughs> and the reality is for... Many, many years. We go through this with terms. What is happening now with the term brat is that we are trying to reshape the intent of the word and the definition of the word, just like we've done with pervert. Um, I'm sure there's other words, but pervert for me sticks out. We're perverted podcasts. Well, guess what a pervert was in the 1970s? A pervert was someone who fucking molested children. And now we use it as a very playful term. We've spent years and years and years talking about it in a different way. Brat is now that same thing. Brat for many generations meant a shitty fucking kid that needed to be spanked. So if you are trying to change the definition of a term that generations have viewed a certain way, just expect the fact that you're going to get some blowback from it. Just like we've been on panels, Abyss and I have been on panels, and I talk about perverts, and like students are like, what the fuck? And one raises their hands and like, what do you mean pervert? You know, so it's kind of like we hear, I hear a lot of people that stand up for the word brat. They want to be, you know, I'm a brat and this is what a brat means. Well, guess what? You're trying to change the definition of a word that for many years has been this way. So I understand that you want it to mean this, but get over it. People don't view it as that and you're going to have to work to make that happen. And I got no problem with the work. It's just that it's, we, I don't think it's about redefining. It's just about exploring what it means within the context of the kink community just like you mentioned pervert so brat is the same it is a very has a negative connotations to it well i mean other terms would be like pig yeah having a pig boy or something like that yeah. it's 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 a very different um in in the scene it is very different than say in the rest of yeah. but because brat skirts so close to 
topping from the bottom or being a consent violator, which are things that in this community are just heinous, it's an uphill fucking battle because it's so not those two things that I, I do get a little bit upset every time someone assumes that it's the traditional definition of brat because she is right when she says she finds herself constantly defending herself. And I think there's a reason why this post was so popular because there are a lot of us out there that it's like, oh, it's, I, we're getting kind of tired of this, get over it. We keep saying over and over again that it's not the traditional definition. We're just having fun and we're being cheeky. So yeah, sometimes it, it gets on my nerves. It, well, okay, I'll say you may look at it that way. But the people that I have met who, and this is just my experience, the, that I have met who label themselves as brats normally, who um, really embrace it, it's, they're normally just kind of the ones where it's their little shits, where it's, it's, oh, well, I'm a brat, so that's just how I am, and blah, 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 blah. And to me, that attitude, I get that, and I understand standing up and stuff like that, but don't expect that as a top, I'm going to deal with it and embrace it as the, oh, we're just being playful and fun. No, you're just being a shit. So what we have is <laughs> is people misusing the definition who are trying to pretend that it's a different definition. So the represent, like in this article, mm-hmm. um, the individual that wrote this article has very articulately broke it down and said, these are what it used to be. This is what I feel it is. And that is a good representative of trying to make a change. But I think it's really important that what Abyss said is very true, that we do have people that are going against this whatever movement to change the definition of this word in people's mind because you do have a lot of people that use as an excuse to be an asshole. I'm a brat. So I've seen a lot of change. 15 years ago, brat meant spoiled brat. And now you at least have a certain amount of the population, and you can tell by the amount of loves on this article, that there is change being made, but this may take a little while. I mean, we had the same thing with female dominance being respected as actual dominance. We, we Everything that wanted to be a change had to come through blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of people putting you down. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, all I'm saying is that every once in a while it starts to really get on my nerves because if I say hey, I'm a brat, I immediately see that look on someone's face and I'm like, okay, here we are. I'm in for a fight again. Here's my definition of brat. And just from my point of view, it can get tedious sometimes. But I totally agree with you guys. <laughs> Although you have it double. Because yeah, sometimes you're, you you're are honey- a dick. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, you are sometimes. But when I'm being a dick, I'm being a dick. I don't profess to be a brat just no, because. No, but what I'm saying, honey, is you're, 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 you're a brat you're a brat switch so you already have yeah <laughs> look on your face now that oh, that was the a cute brat. definition of brat <laughs> kathy has like massive yeah, pouty remember, lip her hands are in her lap she's just Grump. squinting or grumping she's and she's stomping her foot, her foot. <laughs> oh pudding now that's, but, now that's <laughs> the cute brat but the, and also i really like how she talked about in her post later on how she's not the verb Yes. Bratting. To verb. Right. To, verb to be bratty or bratty or bratting. Yeah, or yeah. bratting out or whatever. Just And to me, like, and she, I thought she was very good with her definition with that. It's basically, that's where the consent is and the bullshit and the just being a shit bag. In, yeah. You know. So when we're being fun and having, you know, goofing off, we have not only that to write against, but then we have the people who are actually using it the wrong way and then everybody believing them. So... It's hard being a brat. It's oh. hard to be a pioneer. You just had to all the people who are like this person that wrote the blog. Soliste. Soliste. Uh, you are a pioneer. And part of being a pioneer means you're going to suck 
You're you, going to you, die of dysentery. You're going to die of dysentery. <laughs> like the pine, it's the same thing that we go through as atheists trying to take away because there's so many asshole militant, you know, religious atheists. And as someone who's a rational kind of centrist atheist, um, you know, I go through this, that I get arguments on both sides because, uh, you know, this is just something that you have to understand. We're trying to make a change that's hopefully going to be positive and you need a support group around you. So Kathy, when you feel that you're being brat put down, then you can come to us and you can say, hey, I feel like I'm, I'm being oppressed in my, you know, my definition <laughs> of brattiness. I'm being oppressed. I'm being oppressed. <laughs> but just understand that it is something you're going to have to work at. And I know it's frustrating, but just think every movement that has wanted to make some sort of social change has had, I mean, Jesus Fucking! What did the gays go through for yeah. for decades and hundreds of years? Not that we're you know they're just starting. I know. I was all whoa. That <laughs> no, just, no, no. I'm just that escalated any, quickly. I'm just saying any movement <laughs> yes. of people that had to deal with a, a a ignorant thought process of an entire society had a lot of shit to go through. So this is this like is your women? torch. Yeah, like, like women. Like, like so <laughs> I'm an atheist and a brat. So what you're saying is and I'm screwed. Switch. And yeah, here we're pretty much fucked. I'm fucked. That's where you make a support group yeah. and you find people that you can talk to and then move mm. it on. God damn it. Okay, we cured brattiness. Good job. Great post. <laughs> Polly is great. Polly is hard. Polly is sexy. Fucking hard. I need some Polly sanity. Blah, 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 blah. Polly sanity. Polly can be blah, blah, blah. This is when you would yeah. normally hear our little intro, but Boogie, cut it out. <laughs> Look, we'll rewrite it, okay? We'll it, rewrite it, it. It needs it. Okay, so this is the... the okay, next time... Jesus Christ. <laughs> next time we'll have the thing, and we'll read a thing, and we'll write a new thing, because we have to have things before each thing. But for now. But for now, we're just going to delve into this week's, uh, this month's topic of, of polysanity. Polly's and, hard. Huh? Polly's <laughs> hard. Polly is hard. It's pretty much a general. <laughs> um, but as I've said before, not an expert in polysanity. I'm only an expert in what I experience in my poly relationships with Abyss and Mark. So pretty much every month I just go, well, what fucking crazy fucked up shit have we gone through this month? And that's pretty much the topic I bring. So until we bring the experts in, then this is what you get. So this month is sugarcoating or tact. The difference between sugarcoating or tact. And I, I wrote this. In my desire to not deal with bad feelings between the two people that I care about most, I find myself playing the diplomat of feelings. This practice may stop the feelings for a while, but without having those difficult conversations, you never get to the core triggers, and thus, eventually, it will come up again. I have to learn to just let them deal with each other, and if need be for a while, not like each other. This, for me, is a, a big conflict, and I found what I was doing is there's all this stress going on in your life. You have these two people that you love and care about and in poly there's there's feelings that come up you know whether it's just spinning or dislike or venomous fantasy hate or jealousy or envy or whatever these things are that we all go through in our relationships um, these are things that come from a place those are the symptoms jealousy is a symptom of something deeper that is triggering that jealousy, whether it's identity, self-actualization, insecurity, whatever. So 
sometimes when I'm really stressed out and I know that there may be some feelings that one has towards the other, I know the logical answer is you guys should sit down and talk about this, you know, and just have these feelings and try to get to the root of that problem. But sometimes there's a part of me that knows that that's going to make people have hurt and that it's going to it, it's going to always work out. I know we have the evidence for that, but eventually, but initially there's going to be hurt and I want to spare people that hurt and I want to spare myself the hurt. So sometimes I Mark wrote a great article today calling what I call sugarcoating tact. And and she talked about and it was a great a really great read. Um Maybe we'll post a link to that. Um, and it was a great read saying that, you know, you don't always have to be mean and brutal and honest. Sometimes just trying to protect people from hurt um, is called tact. But what I'm talking about is the sugar coating where I actually try to say, no, no, it's not a big deal. It's okay. Um, make this all work. You guys, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's fine. Don't worry about it is an actual lie versus tact is I'm I'm not going to say you're being an asshole because that's tactless, but you are behaving in a way that is really upsetting me would be tact. Well, it's also if, say, um, say Mark is having feelings and dealing with those feelings and expressing them to you as her, as her significant other, you're not going to just turn around and say, until she has calmed down or, in, or whatever processed, go, oh, go talk to Abyss. Because that, that's a bad idea. I agree. <laughs> Completely agree. Same, same with, same with if I was having feelings or whatever. It's also, you don't tell the other person. I mean, it, you are my confidant. She is, your, you know, and you are, and you are hers. Hmm. What that, that doesn't mean that you have to be a tunnel between the two of us. If we are expressing feelings to you, it also is part of the girl thing, is being able to vent and say, this that stupid fucking bitch, da 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 this is fucking bullshit. And you're, you know, as as the dude, and granted, you want to fix the things, but it's also part of the, you're responsible for being the other person in the relationship where you just kind of have to, like, nod and support and let the person, you know, work through their shit. And then at a point where they're not ready to tear each other apart, say, Okay, well, maybe this is a time you guys should really get together and let's try talking it out. I think where it becomes difficult, like in the situation that we just had last week or two days ago um, that was building, was there was feelings and I knew the conversation had to happen between you two. And then it's the awkward feeling of I know something you don't and you know that I know something that you don't and I'm not going to tell you what that is other than you guys are going to have a conversation and I'm trying to make it like it's going to work out. And, and I know it's going to work out because I know you guys care about each other and that you will, the evidence shows that you have always had a mature conversation. You've always gone through your feelings, butted heads, and then positive things have come from it. But it's that whole awkward time where, where, you know, because women are great at that picking, like, you know something, there's something going on. I know there's something, you feel something, well, what is you're, it? you're really crappy at hiding it. You you can't <laughs> keep secrets, and you're awful at this. When I'm not I, awful at I didn't tell you what she was thinking or feeling. You, I just said there were feelings. 
Yeah, and then you're like, well, at some point you should probably talk to her. Well, that's that's pretty <laughs> much what impersonation I- was uncanny. <laughs> God, fuck off. No, but it's it's uh, but I, sugarcoating it would have been like, so maybe you and uh, Mark need to go and have a have a little little girl time and go talk and maybe get some cookies and you know blah blah blah. You know that's sugarcoating. I, I think each one of these terms are, is we're, we're looking at different levels of trying to get information across. So there's there's flat out lying. There's right, maybe right, and there's maybe sugarcoating where you're you're maybe <laughs> downplaying. Ease, Your ass ease. totally does not look fat in that dress. <laughs> well, you're trying to give it a sugar coating. You know, you're trying to you're trying to be truthful, but you're also not going to use harsh language or things that you know are going to upset <laughs> the other person. And then there's tact rides right alongside that, and then they're all the way at the other end of the spectrum is brutal honesty. So I think that the different things can be called for at different times. But you're, you're bringing up something that is a huge, huge topic because at the best of times, I think most of us find honesty to be difficult. And if you don't do it when you're in a polyamorous relationship, you are so screwed. Why even bother trying? So th- this is, it's, I don't think, and maybe I'm being pessimistic, but I don't think a lot of us are very well equipped to deal with total honesty. I think most humans are not no, equipped. I and, don't. And I, it's yeah. just, even though, and once again, I, I've been with Abyss for over two years. I've now been with Mark for over a year. So I have some understanding of who they are. We've spent thousands of hours communicating and talking. So you know this is going to hurt that person's feelings. And that there's going to be that initial hurt. And as kind of the daddy, not a little, um, <laughs> as the daddy, I feel I, I don't want to see that pain on their face. But you've got to, it's not going to get better if you don't encourage that conversation. But the thing is, you're looking at it as a daddy. When I come into this relationship, especially when it's when things are hard, I come in as an adult. And I don't expect, you know, I expect you to support me and, you know, encourage. But if I can't fucking deal with it, then I can't fucking deal with it. And I will do it as an individual. Yeah, I have I have a friend of mine, creative explorer on FetLife, and he always says honesty hurts. There is no way around that, but it only hurts for a short time. And then you can get down to the business of dealing with the issue. Or saying fuck off. That could be dealing with the issue. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I noticed my character defect. And that's why I came up with this topic. It's it's being able to separate from the daddy control narcissism that I can kind of fix everything. And just like Abyss said, I had to, uh, at least in this instance, usually, I mean, it always ends up being this, but I really had to just look at myself and say, they're fucking adults. You better let them be adults. You can't be the daddy here. You just have to be boogie. And that's Abyss, and that's Mark, and let them deal with it. And if they end up, whatever happens, the fantasy in my head is that they crawl on each other's knees to each other and lick each other's pussy while I fuck them. That is in my head all the time. Guess what? That's what's in my head all the time. And this fucks with that hopeful fantasy. So I just had to stop the fantasy and step back and go, this is not allowing them to work through their thing together as adults, and I need to get the fuck out of that. That is unbelievably honest of you. So did did we? Uh, no, we didn't. No. Don't say it. No, did we, we didn't. Did we fix we polyamory? Did, did we cure polyamory? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, all other people considering polyamory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A little more? No, no, a little more. No, go on. Okay, just one more. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. That was a great That was great. Now, boy, and he's just kicking my balls in today. Oh, yes, because it's Can we just go to Fetish Roulette? Yes. Can we just talk about something that has, well, it's something to do with me, but nothing to really do with me? And that is uh, Fetish Roulette. There's always a kink you don't know about yet. So let's learn one now on Fetish Roulette. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good jingle. New jingle. (laughs) New jingle. I love new jingle. So Fetish Roulette, last last week, MJ picked out of the hat. And Fetish Roulette is basically we have all these different types of kinks in the world that some may be off the beaten path. And uh, literally... (laughs) And so we just picked one, and then she picks it, and then we look it up during the the week, and then we talk about that new one. So I guess we shouldn't have gone two in a row, because now I'm leading this one, too. Yeah. But hey, have you ever, listeners, perverted podcast listeners, have you ever fondled a fur, goosed a spruce, <laughs> dick poked an oak? Then you might be into... Dendrophilia <laughs> literally means love of trees. Aww. Have you ever loved a tree? No. Have huh? you ever loved a tree, Kathy? <laughs> no, I can't say. Have it. you ever put your leg on a tree like the movie Superstar? Superstar. Superstar. And made out with a tree. You've never made out with a tree. <laughs> no. no. I, hu- ter- I hugged a tree once. Okay, oh. that's that's definitely dendrophilia-ish. <laughs> The term may sometimes refer to a paraphilia in which people are sexually attracted to or sexually aroused by trees. This may involve sexual contact or veneration as a phallic symbol or both. Had to look up veneration. It means in awe of. Hmm. So this is this is a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. This is a thing. This and and it has roots in history. <sighs> there are a lot of historical roots. Yeah. Did like, I just say that? Just Did you say historical roots, Boogie? <sighs> wow. There's always a game you don't know about yet. <laughs> okay. Tell that, us of the historical the, roots. <laughs> okay, the one the one thing I got, Dr. Brenda Love in her Encyclopedia of Unusual Sex Practices, which we should probably get, writes about dendrophila and notes, so we have some education, that trees were ancient symbols of fertility and that on designated holy days, men had to go into the fields and ejaculate onto trees, which why not? It wasn't just trees, also in like literally in the field, sowing your sowing your oats, you know. Like Is that where that came from? It might have. I know there's that would be- <laughs> Well it's time to plant the harvest. Get out there and yerk it. Nature. Oh wow. I mean if you look at a lot of the um pagan religions and so forth, um it's it nature it's it's a balancing act between you know mother and and father and all that and so to have the the intertwining of sexual and you know plants i guess i guess you could see it from there i don't i'm i'm a i'm a plant serial killer so yeah, you're not good with <laughs> no, <I'm> really not <laughs> you have that credit card burning up with yeah. <laughs> 
Abyss landscapes like every other week. And she's like, oh, look, I landscaped. <laughs> like a week later, it's like black and there's a like, cloud over it and this yeah. little teeny sunflower grim reaper there with this little sickle <laughs> going, horrible. she I really, killed more. I really, I really am a, I, I, I identify as a plant serial killer. I go to the store. I find my victim. I pick it out. I, I, I stalk my victim. Then I pick it out and take it out. I plant it. I nurture it. And then it dies. I just kill really it. quickly. But you have that gorgeous fig tree in your backyard. I do. That's, that makes her dogs fat twice <laughs> oh. a year. <laughs> a little chihuahua rolling like a little meatloaf, a little fig loaf. Actually, that see my chihuahua has dendrophilia <laughs> for that fig tree. So um, the an interesting correlation with this, and and I think everyone. Well, most humans who are in touch with nature and earth or whatever have a love for trees. Uh, I have a pet pine tree that I rescued 20-some years ago. I, it's a long story. It's, it's on my page somewhere. Um, but this is the tree that I go and visit, and I created baby pine trees off of this tree to like you know prove that I'm not a complete fuck-up. And so up in the loft in Threshold, there's four two-and-a-half-foot pine trees that are from this tree and what little kind babies. Of pine trees? A Canary Island pine tree. That's a Canary Island. It's the only tree I know about. You want to know about the Canary Island pine tree? <laughs> I know. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there is a, I mean, a, literally these, these pine trees have my blood. I cut myself and fill cups with blood and mix it with water so they can, I can be part of the tree. It's like an actual thing. Um, so <laughs> you're, Kathy you're, looks you're, very, you're a dendrophile. Yeah. So, but I, I have never, I thought about it once when I was drunk, you know, but I'm like, ah, you know, it's a little, they're androgynous and, you know, it's kind of like, I'm like, you know, am I gay with a tree or is it a het relationship with a tree? Oh Cause you know, God. I got that in my head. But uh, but definitely but you thought about it. Yes, that's the truly that's, disturbing that's part. Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> pervert. So I I can definitely see the love and the connection. Like I am way more into my trees than I am into humans. Um, but yours don't turn into a sexual. No, I don't get the sexual thing. Yeah. But I could definitely see. I could definitely. There was a time when. I first rescued tree because I was living in my van and I lived there for a year. It was in wherever. And that tree was my connection to life. So I had a relationship with this tree. It was a one-sided relationship. Tree doesn't fucking know I exist. But uh, I had that relationship with the tree. I could definitely see how people could go to the next level and detach from humanity and say only you understand me and you're basically in some projected relationship with yourself with the tree i can understand yeah i can understand i mean it'd be a little rough on my junk a little chafy a little junk rough a little chafy the bark could be rough a little buff did you have you said there was you had some erotica i found some dendrophiliac read it stuff read it you want me to read this yeah fuck it all right it's a show This this is what we do we read stuff Okay, this one's called Confessions of a Dendrophile, and it's by Miles Broad. These are just some excerpts, because it's a long piece, and it talks also what you were talking about, Abyss, um, nature. But in this part, he's talking about trees, and he says, Then there's her, standing as always with her friends, but just outside the huddle. They make an impenetrable pack, bitching and flirting and dancing. The swelling of their bodies belie their babyish skin. She's a part of the group, chattering in the wind, all exaggerated movements and adolescent unsophistication, but she's not. There's something different about her. He wanders past them too often every day, studiously avoiding their gazes as he passes. 
but he always glances back and catches her eye. There's no mistaking the gaze she returns him. It's meaningful, certain, and womanly. Not now, he tells himself. Later, when they're not watching, when he has her to himself. He pulls himself together and walks past, eyes front. Still, he can't help but turn his head just in time to catch her wink. He feels the color rise in his face. Tonight, he'll wait until tonight, when the cloak of darkness descends on the garden. If the moon is out, its silver light will dance across her skin. That's when he loves her the most, when he feels most at ease with her and her with him. He'll reach up and caress the furrows between her limbs as she reaches towards the darkened sky in ecstasy. Their passion will join and he will feel whole again, satiated at peace. Fucking a tree. Yerk, 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 yerk. I don't get it, but Dick that Pocono. was hot. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm confused. That was actually very sick. See, it was. he was he was projecting a feminization I upon the tree. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. Why'd you stick get your, all little? Stick, <laughs> I don't get it. Stick your dick in that hole. Get a squirrel on your dick. <laughs> I, Ow! I laugh if you get a possum stuck on you. <laughs> Pull it out. You're like, ah, that's not sexy. My tree has has projected me. Oh my god! Oh, my tree okay, has so so we cured dendrophilia. No, uh, no we, we, we embraced we embraced it. We 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 learned about it, and we we accept you for for all of your 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 feelings and uh, kumbaya and shit. <laughs> kumbaya tree fucker. Yeah. Well, next so uh, so next month we will have someone pick a new thing out of the the hat the what do we pyrex. have the Pyrex the uh, Pyrex mixing cup the, the measuring the, cup the measuring <laughs> cup of decision and uh, and we'll we'll take on a new topic so uh, cool all right we're gonna move on we're gonna you know what we're gonna do now what mm. we're at the end of the show mm. we are at the end of the show and you know uh, last week I don't want to get all weird but it is Halloween season. I didn't have any Halloween music at the time. You did a good job. Thanks. <laughs> so we talked about, Abyss talked about in Kinky Health about diabetes, and we talked about some of the people uh, that we lost uh, due to this, and one of them was Fauna. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fauna was a very close friend of mine, and we performed together. We made music together. So um, got me thinking about Fauna. Fucking quitter, bitch. And uh, that's how I cope. I make fun of people. And uh, and then I said, hey, you know what? Fauna and I did a lot of music. We used to perform together. We had a band called Taco Bunny, and and we played a lot, and and we did songs. Um, and there, so I have all these recordings. So I said, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why don't I do duet with the dead and rise? Zombie fauna. Did you just smack your head? That was a total face. It's Halloween. (laughs) She would have appreciated this. So now, for your perverted podcast listening pleasure, I have placed a picture of fauna right here looking lovely in her blonde smiley self. She is now passed. She is not. She's dead. (laughs) I'm an atheist. She is dead. And I would now like to sing one of our songs that created a conflict and explains a so portion much. of our tentative relationship. This song is called Our Love Can Never Be. My penis is the size of a chicken beak. Buck, buck, buck. It makes me feel alive when inside me is 
is a giant cock. And when the weather's cold, my weenie looks like a clitoris. I like dicks about the size of a footlong deli sandwich. Who cares if you get along if you're not compatible physically? Bookie's tiny dick is, is why our love can never be. Fucking bitch. I wish that I had herpes, so at least it would look bigger. A two-inch little twig just doesn't pull this mama's trigger. <laughs> My ding-ding gets compared to a bean sprout or a pin. I get horny at the sight of a car filled with black men. Or who cares, cares if, if you, you get, get along if you're not compatible physically? Fauna's gaping hole is why our love can never be. <laughs> What if I buy a truck that has enormous rims and tires? Your dick would still be small, so my cooch you can't acquire. Can't I lick your no-no spot? I'm really good at that. I've already got a vibrator, and your mouth's not near as fast. <laughs> Who cares if you get along if you're not compatible physically? We may work well together, except for sexually. So Fauna, get your horse dick. And Boogie, fuck a flea. <laughs> I guess we'll just stay friends because our love can never be. <laughs> Thank you, Fauna. <sighs> Bitch. That is our show. Thank you for Threshold for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and hosts to Abyss. To Boogie. To me. And to Mark. She's asleep on the couch. (laughs) If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of FetLife so we have something to actually talk about each week. Until then, next week, show number 20 coming up with all sorts of mayhem and possibly Lois joining us. Mm. My friend. My friends, thank you, really perverted podcast listeners. You guys are fucking awesome, and you give me a goddamn life. <laughs> Until then, stay demented. Oh, that was Dr. Demento. What do we say? We are out of here. Aww. Yeah. We're, we're, we're out, out of here. here. That was actually really good. What? That's nice. where I like the song. Look, don't be a bummer. Come on. Yay! 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 Jesus Christ, you depressing motherfuckers.